Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Joe Milmine, and this is episode 171, Knitting Patterns for New Babies. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 171 of the Shiny Bees podcast. I am Jo, I'm your host, and today is Tuesday, the 9th of February, 2021. How are you? How are you getting on since the last episode? I hope you are well. Been quite a few bits of chit chat over in the Shiny Bees podcast community on Mighty Networks with regard to the textured predictions from last week's episode. And if you haven't heard that yet, it was talking all about uh, knitting predictions for 2021 from my very super non-fashion qualified opinion. And normally not that far off. They're normally not the year, I I guess, that they will be, but they do always turn up my knitting predictions. So bring on the year of the tinsel yarn is all I have to say about that. I do absolutely love a novelty slash textured slash art yarn. They are just so much fun. So much fun. But people have also been suggesting that, you know, textured yarns don't necessarily need to be synthetic, which is true. I did say that in the podcast as well. But yeah, been very interesting. And indeed, I did come across a particularly textured and bright and um, modular type pattern that would have gone with today's pattern pick which I've got for you which is going to be on the subject of knitting patterns for new babies. So I have a little bit of announcement to make Um, it's not that kind of announcement like nobody can conceive over five and a half thousand miles that I've noticed other than racehorses I think they can manage it you know with various implements but anyway not me but I, I do have an announcement. I am now an auntie, like a proper auntie. I had a step niece, but now I've got a proper full up nie- uh, nephew as well. So exciting. And he's actually been born a couple of months, but lockdown and whatever, like I've not met the guy yet. And it's just been really crazy. So I've not got round to the whole knitting something for the baby thing. I did relocate some of my kids' old knits to them and I'd kept them because you just can't, I can't throw away like knits, you know, that you've made for a baby. Like there's always got to be someone else who could use those. And these weren't actually made by me. They were made by my mother-in-law who is also the granny to the baby. So it's nice for them to be passed back down that way and I sent two patterns one pattern I don't know which one it was but it was a little jumper with uh because she's awesome intarsia insects on it again the lady's ahead of her time with a little intarsia beetle on it and another little insect on it It was really cool like an ant so I sent that one and then there was a tin can knits pattern with fishes it had a yoke with fishes around the yoke which she I bought the pattern actually in in, um, fluff back in the day and my mother-in-law actually like knitted it for me because I just didn't get time to knit on it and she's just like, I'll take it and knit it for you. And then she put these really cute little orange, it was 
blue, like a petrol blue with orange fish on the yolk. The yolk is all fishies. I think it's called Little Fishies, but I don't think I've ever seen it online. I think it was only a printed version that I've seen. It's not in one of their main collections. It is a tin can knits pattern. And she knitted it and put these really cute little plastic orange fish buttons all the way down it because it's got loads of buttons all the way down. So I packed those up that I'd, I'd had kept and sent them off to little baby. I won't reveal his name because, you know, right to privacy and all that. I'm not, I've not got permission for him to appear on the podcast, so he's not going to appear by name. But obviously like I'm his auntie and stuff, I've got to knit him something really. I'm a knitter, like what's my excuse? So I thought, like this is the first time my feet have pretty much touched the ground since the beginning of January, thanks to Boris. And he was only born just before Christmas. And you know what Christmas is like? It's crazy. I had all of that food to eat. <laughs> it was pretty much like high on sherry and mince pies for three weeks. I don't even know what happened. Can't remember it. But anyway, don't worry about that. No, neither can anyone else. Nobody knows what day it is anyway at Christmas, let alone when you've not seen anyone to mark the passage of time. So yeah, in today's episode, I have got a selection of patterns that I quite often go to for gifts for a new baby. And I'm going to share those with you in case you are new and you've got a new baby to knit for. That's one of the big reasons people come back to knitting. Indeed, it was the reason I came back to knitting. And if you are an established knitter, then there might be some new patterns in there or some old favourites that perhaps you've forgotten about. And I'm going to be talking through some of these suggestions and collecting some from you, hopefully, so we can have a follow-on sequel to the baby knits, like further knitting patterns for new babies. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Please do go get a drink, grab your knitting, and let's crack on with the show. So, knitting patterns for new babies then. I think before we get into the patterns, it's probably reasonable to discuss yarn options just on a basic level. And this is probably like an entire episode of its own and I might well put that on my episodes list to do at a later date. However, I think if you are one of my many new listeners that is quite a new knitter, and I know quite a few of you have come across to the Shiny Bees podcast community, don't forget you can join that for free at any time. It is shinybees.com forward slash community and you'll be redirected. Please come and join us there. You'd be very, very welcome. But quite a few of the newer knitters have come across, have started knitting during lockdown. Thank you, Boris. And for the, for our new knitters, our new knitting friends. and are asking, you know, for help with pattern suggestions and yarn suggestions, which is completely awesome. It's really great to have new people there that want to learn different stuff that we can all help, right? It's great. So I thought because of that, and because, as I mentioned before, I came back to knitting because I wanted to knit for a baby. And that is a time when a lot of other people do. It's a little bit of a kind of cliched, traditional time to do it but that is one of the big times one of the other big times is if you get sick and you sat around in doctor surgeries for a lot that tends to be the other big story when it comes to coming back into knitting and making your own clothes again or making your own accessories so yarn wise then when it comes to baby knits the there are a few schools of thought i think when it comes to this and i always 
approach everything in the start with the end in mind mentality. So if you are knitting for your own offspring, perhaps, or for another knitter's offspring or somebody that understands how to look after yarn properly, then the world is pretty much your oyster because the people you were gifting this beautiful handmade gift to will understand exactly how to look after it. And it's not that people who don't knit are incapable of looking after delicate type yarns. It is purely that in terms of workload, you don't want to give this beautiful gift that then is a massive workload for a new parent, potentially, to look after and sort out. And it's all about like priorities and what's important, right? So if you are a knitter, the, the yarn will all, looking after ye woolens and your yarn will always be very important to ye. So if the person you're knitting for is a knitter or someone very familiar with looking after delicate fibres, then you can kind of go a little bit crazy with what yarn choice you want to select for whatever project you are making. Now, I will caveat that with you don't want this beautiful kind of cheviot burp cloth or whatever, like a, a muslin, like knitted muslin made out of cheviot. Like that would be re- luxurious slightly ridiculous okay it's not really what that fiber is made for but it would be entirely reasonable to do a special shawl that's got loads of silk and a bit of mohair or a bit of alpaca or whatever in it that's a little bit fancy if it's like a a christening shawl for instance because you're not necessarily going to use it that often it will become a family heirloom you can do that when it comes to like your everyday knits I'm a big fan of sock yarns, honestly, but sock, sock yarns, commercial sock yarns for cute baby knits because it's four ply, same weight pretty much, um, or as as near as damn it. You don't need to worry about it too much with it being a baby, like it's not custom fit or anything, but they tend to be really bright colours, which a lot of modern parents like now. It tends to be self-patterning, which means it looks quite fancy without you having to do any extra work. It's pretty quick to knit up as a result of that. And it tends to be quite hard wearing. So you can get away with machine washing a lot of these like like your Opals or your Reggia sock yarns. You can get away with washing them in the washer and nothing bad happens because they're super washed. They've got quite a bit of nylon in and they last forever. Like they will go through several siblings. So that, that's my little like trick secret. Um back pocket sort of knowledge when it comes to the baby and it's particularly if I'm giving them to somebody else because it can still be wool and I like it to be wool but it doesn't need to be wool that you need to look after carefully. Hand dyed is beautiful and I love it but it is not going to forgive you putting it through washers with strong detergents or anything like that. It's not, it's just not going to work. It's going to be expensive and it's going to fade and that's not really what you want. Save the hand dyed for yourself or for your kids, you know, that you're going to hand wash it for, right? Don't give it to somebody else that wants to put it through the washer with all their other stuff. But the sock yarns are cheeky. You can definitely get a little cardigan, definitely get little hats out of, you know, one or two balls. It'll cost you next to nothing. It's about eight quid a ball for Reggia. So that's my top tip for that. When it comes to people who haven't used or aren't familiar with using wool yarns, there's nothing wrong with acrylic. There is nothing wrong with acrylic. Acrylic has its place in the world. It is not terribly environmentally friendly. It is plastic at the end of the day. It's made out of oil. It's never going to degrade. It's not environmentally friendly. 
It's not. Neither is a lot of the stuff that we use in our houses, that we wear on our bodies, and the fashion that we have at the moment. It's not not going to beat that. You know, it's just not. And you trade off. Some people will not have the budget to be able to afford higher end yarns or more expensive yarns to give away as a gift. It's okay. There is a space and a place for acrylic. There is. It's lightweight. It dries really quickly. You can throw it. You can do anything to it. You can't kill it. I know people say you can kill acrylic. It's rubbish. It goes a bit slack, but you, you cannot break it. And that's why it is really quite useful when it comes to making things for babies, because it can be boil washed. You can do whatever you want with it. You can tumble dry it. The baby can vom all over it. It's not going to be a problem. I rather quite like when it comes to, and I call me a bluff all traditionist. Joy, you're a bluff all traditionalist. Thank you. Um, I, I like Sirdar Snuggly. I like Sirdar Snuggly when it comes to knitting baby clothes for people who don't want to have to do wool care. It's not particularly expensive. It's very widely available. It's available in a range of colours. They do the whole pastel thing for people who like old-fashioned baby stuff. It is safe as houses when it comes to that. And it's in, in terms of acrylics, it's on the nicer end of acrylic. Some acrylic can set your teeth on edge a little bit, can be quite squeaky. I don't find that to be the case with Sirdar. It, it's an, a polyester nylon mix, so it, it feels a little bit nicer than that really crunchy feeling acrylic that you get on the, the very cheaper end. Stuff like Stylecraft, like their bonus and their... Um, the acrylic range has got every colour going, literally loads of bright colours, big balls for not that much, you know, cost-wise. That means you can make blankets, you can make jumpers, you can make hats, you can make whatever. And it will be cheap, cheerful and easy and easy to look after. So they're my top kind of go-to acrylics that I would use. I'm not a massive fan of the acrylic wool blends purely because they still need a degree of wool care. You may as well just have full up wool. But if you're going to go for a wool yarn, then try something like your Debbie Bliss. Again, it's very commercial, but it's easy to knit with. It's quite soft. It's quite a nice blend for what you pay for it. Again, super readily available in a range of colours. And also, again, Serdar do a lot of cute baby yarns, like coloured striping, like the smiley stripes yarns that they did. There's lots of different options of patterned yarns as well from Serdar that are not acrylic, that are different blends that got maybe cotton in or whatever else. So there's some of the brands that I would have a look at to start with. Obviously, there are lots of other options available, but they are ones that you can get pretty much anywhere, along with like your red heart if you're in the States or whatever, that is it's just easy to knit with, easy to get hold of, easy to look after and fairly easy on the pocket as well. So having banged on a bit yarn a little bit, not in too much detail, just a couple of top tips there for you from me. Oh, another top tip, don't use the novelty yarns for babies. Like nobody needs to have that really super sweaty pom-pom jumpers on. Like babies don't like it. I'm convinced babies don't like the pom-pom, you know, like the sweaty pom-pom yarn. They don't like that. They don't like the 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 funky fair either, I don't think. I think it annoys them. I think it's too hot and sweaty just my opinion. Um, so I wouldn't use those for the babies necessarily. And particularly any little bits, you know, they can get their fingers trapped in them and stuff when they're really tiny. So I, I would probably avoid those for the tiny babies, keep them for the toddlers and for the grown-ups like me who actually quite like them. 
But anyway, moving on to the patterns that I've got for you. So I've picked a couple of different things. I've picked some hats, some booties, blankets, cardigans, a variety of different options there for you, depending on how much time you've got available or how new you are. And some are free. Where the pattern is available off Ravelry, I have put the link in the show notes to the one that is off Ravelry. Unfortunately, some of them are only available on Ravelry. So if you can't get them, let me know and I will sort out helping you to get hold of a copy of that if you need it. So let's crack on. Let's crack on. The first one is called Kaya May. This is a pattern by Jamie Hoffman and it's published in Nitsafi Designs. Okay, it's a free pattern for a fair albini and it comes in sizes from six to 12 months up to adult and babies do get like quite big heads quite quickly after they're born so just bear that in mind it's in a worsted weight yarn and it's basically you start off with one color and you have a, a ribbed hem and then it, it's a feral pattern going up it's quite like a pixelated pattern going from one color to another color it's a great option to use a patterned yarn with a plain yarn for something a little bit fancy that looks like a little bit wow, but actually hasn't been that much work to make it. And obviously you can then add a bobble or not add a bobble as you see fit or a pom-pom if you don't call it a bobble. We call it a bobble hat up north. Pom-pom. If you, if you want to add one of them on. But like I say, it's a free pattern and with it being worsted weight, it should work up really quickly. Everyone always needs hats for babies they're a great option for toddlers as well they always need a million hats so it's something you could potentially get quite a bit of wear out of and could last for a decent amount of time that is kaya may by jamie hoffman hoffman also i did not mention but i will mention now that links to all of these will be in the show notes which you will find at shinybees.com forward slash 171 my other option for hat is the basic baby hat by heather tucker i've used this pattern millions of times I did have a phase where I liked to use this pattern, knit a beanie and then put a ridiculous pom-pom on top, like nearly as big as the baby's head because it's just funny, right? So such a cruel auntie. I might do it again, might do it again. It might have a little bit of a, sn- a snash, stash dive and a little sniff of some yarn and see what's what's in there, what I can get out. So it is for DK weight, so super available yarn. You can get DK anywhere. It is like the main weight of yarn for anything really. And it comes in five sizes and it's just a basic beanie. It's a ribbed bottom. It is a stockinette stitch body and it's a free pattern. And it's sized, like I said, all the way from little newborn all the way through to bigger. So Basic Baby Hat by Heather Tucker is definitely a go-to for me, certainly. And if you are new, then DK's is a good weight of yarn to start with. And that should be a good starter pattern for you if you've never done that before. Number three is the In Threes, a baby cardigan by Kelly Herdrich. Kelly without a net. It is a paid for pattern, this one. It's six US dollars and it is for a worsted weight cardigan. And it's got a patterned yoke, but the patterned yoke is only garter stitch ridges, basically. It's nothing super out there, but it offers some options for customization. You could do two different colors and do the garter ridges in a different color to make it a little bit more interesting. That's what I did when I knitted it. I did a navy blue and mustard um, for my friend's daughter. And she got 
tons of wear out of it because it is one of these designs that they can sort of carry on wearing for quite a long time it has got three buttons at the top of the yoke but the rest is open so maybe it starts off with the sleeves being a little bit longer it's not got full length sleeves it's got cropped short sleeves but obviously as the child grows it just becomes less of a long line cardigan and more of, of a kind of shorter one and the arms look a bit shorter but it actually seems to last for quite a long time which is you know really good and for the amount of effort involved, it looks quite fancy considering you've got like this yoke and everything. It can be different colours, but it's actually not a difficult project to knit. It's in worsted weight yarn, so it is pretty quick as well to work up. And if you wanted to like change the length on it, especially when kids start to kind of stretch out and get tall, you can add length to this really easily. You just you know, pick it up and, and carry on knitting and add some more length to it and then fasten it off again not a problem especially if the child is lucky enough to have a friend of the family that knits for them so that is in threes a baby cardigan by kelly herdrich number four is the pilo cardigan by imka von nath nathusius nathusius i think that's right i hope it is anyway this is for a fingering weight cardigan it is five euro for the pattern and it goes from not to three months all the way up to seven to eight years and it is in available in english and in german which is cool now this is for a really plain cardigan it's plain stocking stitch with raglan seams i really prefer raglan seams for little babies because i don't like the idea of there being too much bulk around their arms and their armpits when they can't really move much uh, because if you go for some other patterns that that does seem to be a problem and you don't want them getting I mean I know babies don't really sweat that much but you don't want it to be like chafing and rubbing when they're moving their little arms so for that reason I prefer like the raglan set in seams because it's just less fabric to get in their way this is knitting one piece from the top down and you can put little eyelets 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 along the raglan to make it a little bit more feminine if you would like but it's one of those patterns that you could use again and again and again. Every time it would be different. Every yarn you used it would be different. You could use pattern yarns to make it different. And it's one of those designs that no one's going to be offended by or think it's old fashioned. It's a very staple design. I really love cardigans for babies because you can get them on and off easily. You don't have to worry about pulling them over their ears and them not liking it. Because if it's going to be a sweater, it really needs to be a wide neck sweater like the envelope type sweaters and not have a, a neck that is tight because they can't get them on and off because they've got massive swedes haven't they and they're just awkward to take on and off whereas a cardigan you can quickly undo and take it off without them getting angry about you pulling stuff over their head when you're changing them every 30 seconds and whatever else so i really prefer cardigans for that i'm not a massive fan everyone always goes on about the um baby vertebrae cardigan which is, it's almost like a long line shrug. So it's not got buttons at the front. It's just like knitted at the back and like a long line shrug with nothing at the front. I'm not a massive fan of that because a lot of the time that the babies are lying on their backs or whatever. And I just don't see a point in them having like a sweaty back and not anything else. And even if they're in a carrier, like they tend to have something along their back in the carrier. So again, I'm not, I don't really see the point in that. So I'm not a fan of that, but I know a lot of people are. So take a look at Baby Vertebrae, but I'm not going to recommend it, Malice, because I've never knitted it for anyone. 
because I just don't find it that practical. I prefer something that's like a proper cardigan. There's me being all traditional, if you like. So the next one I've got for you, pattern number five, is Cash D by Liz Cork. This is a paid for pattern. It is £4.20 and it is for a square blanket. It's knit in DK yarn and it's got a main colour and then as you go out towards the edge, it's got stripes of six different colours on it. So on the example, it's white or cream and then it's got rainbow stripes on it. And then on the very edge, it, you go back to the main colour and it's knitted in a moss stitch. It's really nice. It could easily be something you'd get in like a nice baby boutique, something that nobody's going to be offended by, that they could use for ages, that will look nice on anybody's pram. And you can use up your different bits of leftover yarns, especially if you've got some nice yarns that you want to just use a little bits up of. For the stripes, this would be a good option for that. Or maybe a mini set if you've got that lying around and you want to use that up, that would be great as well. Blankets are always good. Like you're always going to use blankets with babies, either in the pram or for them to sit on the floor and play on or whatever. So always a nice option. And if it isn't too fancy or too patterned or too lacy or too too anything, then people are generally going to like it. And again, this would be a great option for wools. You could definitely do it for wools. That'd be a really nice one. Um, but if you did it in acrylics, it'd be super washable and super usable as well. So it's, it's something, again, you would use lots of times. So that is Kashti by Liz Cork. The next one is baby booties. I love baby booties. Like I know they're quite old fashioned, but I don't care. I do not believe babies should be wearing Nikes. They should be wearing booties. And this pattern is for the easiest and fastest baby booties ever by Alice Sasha. It is another free pattern for you and it's knitting worsted weight yarn and it's just for a little stocking stitch booty, you know, that you can just put on over the top of whatever, keep the little feet warm, nice and squishy. Before, Obviously before they start walking, once they start walking, you're going to need to adjust it and put some stuff on the bottom so they don't slip. Um, but especially when they're not mobile, uh, this is quite a nice option to make for them. So that is the easiest and fastest baby booties by Alasasha. Then we've got two more patterns to go. The first one is called Little Dino. It is by Susan B. Anderson and this is $5 US and it is a pattern for a little knitted dinosaur. Everybody loves dinosaurs. The, the, you know, you're not going to offend anybody, but yeah, anybody by giving them a dinosaur as a gift. Like boys love them, girls love them, everybody loves them. It's not a problem. So it's knitted in worsted weight yarn and this I think is quite good because it is a toy and toys are notoriously can be quite fiddly which is fine but what I like about this is not only is the finished design really cute and something that I think lots of people would find appealing but there are quite a lot of techniques in it so if you are new or if you want to try some new techniques with the added impetus and momentum of knitting for a child that you know as an impressive gift then this could be a great pattern for you so you knit the base basically and then you pick up around the edge and knit the body and then the eye cord is used for the tail and then there's some grafting at the top to graft the rest of it together so quite a lot in there of little bits and pieces to try which is cool that is a little dino 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 by susan b anderson and finally, I have 
pattern number eight, which is the Kicking Bag for Babies by Annika. This is a free pattern for fingering weight yarn. And what it is, it's just like a little bag that you put them in. And somebody made one of these for me for Sammy, which is why this made it onto the list, because I probably never would have knitted one myself, but it was one of the most used objects that I had and was given for him when he was a baby to the point that I still have it. It's not being sent to the nephew. I'm keeping this one, right? And it's just like a little envelope. You put them in like a little bag that you put them in, but it's knitted. So instead of like having to faff them in and out of like knitted leggings, like who, who, who wants to wear knitted? I don't wear knitted leggings as a grown up. I didn't want to wear them as a baby, not putting them on my baby either. But if you want to quickly just keep them warm without layering them up, you can quickly put, put the feet in it and they can kick around in it and it kind of keeps the toes warm. But without any of the extra bulk, it's super simple. And because it's fingering weight, you can use a nice little bit of hand, hand dyed if you want to or some patterned yarn or the sock yarn again, like I said last time earlier. And it's really good. Honestly, and I did not get it. I did not get it. And then someone gave me one. I was like, actually, this is super useful. You know, when they're just sitting around on people's knees on the couch or whatever, you can just whap them in it. Jobs are good in. So they are my patterns for you. They're some of the go-to patterns that I use for knitting for babies. And, you know, hopefully at some point my nephew will get something knitted by me, actually given to him and sent to him. But I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. Do you knit for people who are having babies? Do you have any go-to patterns that you think are really great for knitting for new babies? Let me know. You can email me info at, ch at shinybees.com or come over to the show notes at shinybees.com forward slash 171 and leave me a comment there. You can tag me at shinybees on social or my preference would be that you come and hang out in our community over on Mighty Networks and put a comment in under the topic for this episode and we can all have a chat and have a look at your suggestions there. So hopefully that has been useful for you and given you a few ideas for knitting for new babies. I have a stash to go sniff but I hope you will all have a lovely week. Happy crafting and I shall speak to you all again soon. Cheers. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode can be found at the website at shinybees.com forward slash 171. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do go ahead and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. And I would love it if you'd consider leaving a review for the show.